We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, the 23rd of May, and it is time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how you doing down out there in Atlanta? I first, before you answered that, though, quick shout out. Patrick sent me another care package of Lion Coffee from Hawaii, and I'm drinking a, uh, there's a caramel one that is very good. So uh, I saw that. And I'm like, hey, what do you want? I'm like, oh, this caramel one looks pretty good. Shout out to Patrick Lion Coffee, man. You are sponsor of the show. We love you. Yeah, I got my Lion Coffee too. LionCoffee.com. Have you seen oh. the new caramel, caramel coffee M&Ms? Oh. No, I haven't. <laughs> They're like dark chocolate caramel M&Ms. Oh my God. They're, they're okay. good. Yeah, they're good. All right. I might have to uh, find me some of those because caramel, caramel, whatever, potato, potato with coffee. I mean, oh, <laughs> that's about as good as it gets. Exactly. Oh, my God. That might be good in a uh, thing of trail mix. Not to get too, uh, you know, crunchy granola out here. Just melt it down and turn it into a drink. <laughs> but uh, welcome in, everybody. Uh, other than that, you know, we got off the track there real quick there, Scott. How are you doing? What's new? What have, What's changed in the last 24 hours? Rain. It's a rainy Rain. day. That's about it, though. Otherwise, you know, just another day ready to talk some Broncos with everybody. Like, like I said, these are my, my morning group therapy sessions. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks for everybody for being here today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll try to keep it, you know, a crisp 35, 45 minutes, but uh, we'll see. As long as the, the conversation's popping and the Super Chats are rolling in, we will, uh, the show will march on. I mean, God, if you guys had Super Chats coming in like Ethan here, $25, the show would go on until forever. I mean, God, we would just not get off. But Ethan comes in and says, uh, good morning, gents in Broncos country. I have no expectations on playoffs, but if they make it in 2023, it will be icing on the cake. Yeah, what do you think about this, Scott? I need to I need to think about expectations for playoffs. I haven't even really thought about that for this team this season because it's just been last year was so disappointing. I can't even put my head in that space. No, I'm thinking I'm same long lines that Ethan here says. No expectations. My my expectations are competent football. That that's where my expectations are now. That that the wins and losses should, in a sense, take care of themselves. Hmm. Expectations for Playoffs, a lot has to go right for this team to make the playoffs with injuries, with the team coming together, with Russell Wilson playing better, with the the big money free agents fitting in well, with Lloyd Cushenberry being competent at center or at least bad up from awful. Um, the defense holding it, holding par and not falling, taking too big of a step back with some of their new players and uh, a new defensive coordinator. So a lot has to happen there. But what I expect to see is, is competency out there. Mm-hmm. is I, I, I expect to see a direction, a plan, a game plan that's executed, um, efficiency. I don't expect to see a horse and pony show out there. You know, I know it's Broncos, but you know what I mean on that. I, I didn't want to use the S word for what kind of show that was last year. Those are my expectations. Now, how that translates to this season I think the eight win mark is a good over under for this team. Like, well, that's not very, it's double. It's about double what you had last year. That's, that's progress. Get better. Double our wins this year, add a few more next year. And you're, you're talking, um, you know, Super Bowl contender with 11, 12 wins possibly in two years. So I don't know, but my expectations aren't for playoffs right now. They're for 
good football. And then let's see how it plays out, wins and losses, with all of those things I mentioned. I really like the competency take there. I'm going to steal that. That's mine now. So I'm expecting competency as well. I said it <laughs> first, guys. You guys can rewind the tape. Don't trust Scott. Um, but then, no, competency for sure. And then also, I'm expecting above 500. I think that if you're below that 500 mark, it's a massive disappointment this season because you have coaches who know what they're doing now that have been in the show. They know how to run a football program. And also last season, again, we keep talking about it. These two stats that really stick out to me that point to the Broncos should be in for pretty big uh, positive regression injury front and also the one score games. Uh, those are just two things that typically normalize. Now we can feel like we've said the injury thing every single year we've done the show, Scott. Maybe there's something about mile high air and the altitude or who knows. Yeah, but it wasn't uh, but as bad five years ago. No. And, and yeah. So they've been playing a mile high for a long time and this is a newer phenomenon i have no idea um is there something with you know mary jane and ligament injuries I, hamstrings when you're smoking i don't i don't know um but the uh injuries and the one score games are something that i'm curious about uh this season regressing positively and then on top of that with much better coaching across the board. So thank you so much, Ethan. $25 is a really big help uh, kicking us off here as the starter. We also got Michael Ronquillo coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Got the salute emoji in there too. Good to see you, Michael. We appreciate you. Hope you're having a great day out there in Tucson. Uh, we got Jeremy Sean in the house saying morning, boys. If we don't make the playoffs, it's mostly because of our division, but health will be the biggest factor. Division is a big one too, but also I think just the AFC in general is pretty darn deep. I mean, if you just start listing the best teams in the AFC, uh, it's a pretty serious uh, list out there. I mean, obviously you have the Ravens who are very good. The Bengals are good. The Bills are incredible. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like the Patriots. Oh, yeah, and there's that other team in the in the West. I mean, we don't have to list the West, um, but <laughs> yeah. the, just the AFC in general is uh, really good. I mean, are we sleeping on the Steelers? Are we sleeping on the Patriots? Always. You know, it's like those kind of things. So, uh, we can, and Jags are really up and coming as well. So when Colin starts listening to some of the teams too, Chiefs, Bills, Jags, Bengals, I think the Chargers are also a team that's a, t a tier above the Broncos right now. And then you got a mass of, again, we were mentioning them, the Steelers, the uh, Dolphins, the Patriots, the Broncos. I think that's kind of the, those teams that are fighting for like seed six and seven. <laughs> that's probably there's where I had them wrong. And there's, yes. And the AFC is just loaded at quarterback. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, like I said, so I'm not I'm not coming with expectations of playoffs. You know, yeah. as far as there, a lot has to happen. We forget we get in a bubble. It's like, well, we've improved here, here, and here, and here. Other teams are trying to do that too. You know, for the most part, they're 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 trying to do do things to make themselves better as well. Let's yeah. not forget that. You know, we are like, well, we got better here, and we saw this problem. Yeah, so did they. They did too. You know, I there's not so. a lot of regression, and the teams that are ahead, they're way ahead. Um, as far as, you know, the, the, the big teams that you just mentioned, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, you know, those three are pretty far ahead of the curve right now. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Gray saying, morning Broncos country. Nick and Scott, a big mile high salute to Broncos country. Also uh, says um, we had a comment come in here from Colin mentioning the uh, the Jets as well. Forgot about the Jets. They're a team that I probably would put above the Broncos right now also. But who knows? That's why we play the games. Kevin also says, remember to hit the like button on the way in. We appreciate that. Uh, Chase Wellner coming in saying, howdy, y'all. Good to see you, Chase. One of our big uh, consistent star givers, Miguel, coming in saying, good morning, fellas. Good to see you. Michaela Israel, good to see you, Michaela. And we got the mailbox man himself, uh, the mailman, I guess we'll just call him that. Uh, Albert Knoppers with the uh, saying morning, y'all. And we got Scott's mailbox in the background looking good. Good to see you, Albert. Hope you're doing well. Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah saying good morning. Yep. Go Broncos country. Good to see you, Isaiah. Hope you're doing well. And uh, Greg Smith in the house. Good morning, Broncos, for breakfast. Good to see you. And Troy Bower coming in here. It's $9.99 saying average rust and an average injury is the average offensive line with competent coaching is worth, what, five or six wins over last season? That's assuming that there's no defensive regression as well mm -hmm. at the same time. And going from uh, you're losing – I know that Broncos country will definitely talk down about him. I get he didn't live up to the hype, but – you were feeling much better about your edge room last season than you are right now, the defensive line across the board. And also, as you ever was a question mark last year, but he ended up being a damn good defensive coordinator. Vance Joseph's only proved to be a league average defensive coordinator. Uh, so those, you could maybe take away two wins there, and there that comes that three that Scott was talking about. Yeah, so again, there's there's lots of 
lots of variables here that have to go mm -hmm. right for you to be what was it five wins last year five and 12 does that sound mm -hmm. right so if you say five more you're at 10 six you're at 11. Mm -hmm. so that's a big jump because mm -hmm. other teams would change how they game plan the broncos too you know they they didn't have to take many chances last year they could control the ball move slowly methodically and know that they could pull something out the end because the offense wasn't really a threat to on the other side of things so you could play field position you could mm -hmm. you could take the foot off the gas a little bit not take too many risks so again yes last year that you can point to a bunch of games where a couple plays here and there swing things but we always seem to remember the ones that didn't go our way you know there's there's always plays that go along it's like oh if this had happened this had happened yeah but what about their wide receiver dropping the ball on a bomb or the the fumble that they recovered and you know just we're very biased when it comes to reflection and a lot of things you mentioned what right there average rust there's one that's no guarantee average injuries there's another big one there's no guarantees average ol we'll see greatly dependent on the average injuries yeah there's there's three and then four is competent coaching i feel pretty good about the fourth one yeah um you know that one that one i feel good about assuming that you know the the everybody do it my way and he doesn't just come in and steamroll everybody and the, the players start bucking him that 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 could be the one thing that i would you know sorry I didn't even mean to throw that out there as far as, you know, Buckham. Um, the the one that's the one thing I could see. And I don't, I don't see that happening because no. Sean Payton isn't going to come in like with a giant ego. Bill Parcells was a little like that towards the end of his career. You know, watch, watch what do what I do. And I don't care about you. But that, that you just listed four things right there. You go four for four on those. You'll be OK. But that, those are big ones. Assuming nothing else regresses, as Nick said. Yeah. Appreciate you, Troy, for coming in with the super chat this morning. Yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Troy with the cute golden retriever puppy picture. Picture. Wicked Royalty saying good morning, fellas. Have you tried coconut coffee creamer? Uh, coconut coffee and creamer. It's a game changer. I have not, but I will have to take your. Uh, I'll have to look look into that one. I I'll be honest. I'm Patrick not the biggest us, coconut. Patrick sent us some coconuts. So yes, and it was good, and I enjoyed it. On the whole, I'm not the biggest coconut guy, uh, but I did enjoy the coconut coffee. I just would never pick it myself. Um, but it's very good. And, uh, I actually like fresh coconut. Like if it's like just been picked and I've eaten it, you know, and I'm on vacation in Hawaii, I'm game, but typically I would not pick it myself. My favorite part, my office is in the basement. So my favorite part of the, having the coconut was the way my office would smell the rest of the day. So mm, it does smell great. <laughs> like I'm going to just take some of those grounds and just pour them in every trash can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah, smells nice. <laughs> good compost. Uh, Jason Walton. Good morning, guys. Some good energy in the city of Denver right now. Hope it carries over in the fall. Yeah. Congrats to the Nuggets going to the West, uh, the NBA championship for the first time and, uh, sweeping LeBron James. Uh, I, I'm very much, I grew up on Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. So I've always, I'm not a basketball guy really. Uh, but you grew up with Michael Pippen. Pitt? Uh, I guess that's right. Yeah. I mean, you were like five. It's some of my first sports memories. Okay. Is watching the Bulls um, beat the Jazz specifically. Cause I'm like, because Pippen was drafted in 83, I think. I have no Gordon idea. I just... Yeah, I think he was drafted then. But, you know, they he finished his run in 98, I believe, was the, the last one. Yep. So um, I was very young. <laughs> some of my first sports memories. Him and Mark McGuire and John Elway. Uh, that was a good time. But yeah, Lawrence so Rivera. 25 when Michael Jordan won his last championship. I'm like, I grew up with Michael Jordan. But yeah. you know, my, my for that for you for my my same way to think of that was Kareem and Bird and Magic. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of Dr. J was was finishing up. Um, those were good times. I mean, the '80s basketball was so awesome. '80s NBA was awesome. It really was. Well, I was happy to see um, the Lakers get beat, and you know, I've grown to respect LeBron James a little bit more. I used to really not like him as much when he was. I tried to really get into the Bulls. They just, I couldn't do it as much. If the Sonics came back, count me in. Um, but um, pulling for the Nuggets, no doubt. And good to see that they did that. And it says, goodbye, King James. Uh, you and Kobe have had our number for so long. It's our game to lose. What's up, guys? Good morning. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for you guys over the heat. I do like Jimmy Butler, but uh, definitely going all Nuggets all the way. So hopefully you guys end up winning. And that'd be great. Uh, Avalanche win it last year. Nuggets this year. Hey, maybe it's Denver next year. I think it's more likely... The Broncos, then the Rockies. So got to keep that streak going there because the Rockies are, ooh, 
plug your nose. Dom Armio coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Nick, I'm so jealous you get to go to the Goonies Beach. You lucky dog. Yeah, it's going to be great out there. Hopefully we have good weather. But uh, yeah, they have uh, the giant monolith like sea stack rock that's pretty close to the beach. And it is a animal sanctuary because puffins nest on it. Typically they nest like miles and miles out in the ocean. But this is one that's so big and close that they will nest on it. And we get to go out and see the puffins. They're in mig migration right now. So that'll be a blast. Um, I'm excited to go there. Hopefully we have good weather. Uh, we'll see though. We got Roderick Coke coming in saying, who has the best nose, your lovely boy or my old Airedale, Nick? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I love your Airedale nose there, so I love my... Go ahead, Scott. I got no. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I nose. I'm like, I have great sense of smell and hearing. My eyes, my eyes are going, but you know, we were talking about coconut and stuff. Like I've got yeah. a great sense of smell and hearing. I'm like a blind dog. No, talking about, talking about dogs, talking about the best schnoz. So someone's got a big old schnoz, but uh, I do love that Airedale one that's sticking out there. So I'm definitely biased to my boy, but I see, I try to fight biases in here. So I'll even say yours. Gary Palmer, 1999, saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. I'll be disappointed if we miss the playoffs, but if we were relevant, that's okay. I mean, really, yeah, we've talked about it. Can, like, the Broncos' last two games of the year, week 16 and 17, Chargers-Raiders, matter? Can it not be, like, I guess even it's been even worse last season because, like, we're not even getting a good draft pick for losing. Uh, but can it, like, matter from a playoff perspective? Uh, you know, if things break the right way, if the Broncos win, then we can work our way to the 6-7 seed. That would be incredible so if we miss the playoffs yeah it'll be disappointing but like when's the last time the broncos had meaningful december football it's it has been since like 2016 honest to god and that's just that's way too long yeah it is and um like I, we've gone over all the reasons why it should get better but there's i fully expected to improve last year was you know i was like oh well, at least we'll have exciting football no we had bad football the the mm -hmm. coordination was just Defense was better as far as making big plays and getting after the quarterback. I thought it was a little more exciting, but the offense was like Novocaine, man. It was just numbing. It was ugh, so bad. Uh, I, I, I really had a hard time picturing an NFL football team having an offense that was that disorganized. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was incompetent. Yeah, but it was just, there was no coordination to the offensive coordination. It was really ugly, and 
Yeah, disjointed, without a doubt. <laughs> Jeremy coming in and saying, Nick's going to do the truffle shuffle. For a super chat, I'll do the truffle shuffle on air. Um, but uh, that might get us flagged. I don't know if we want to do that. Uh, Orange Bucky coming in saying, do you guys believe Yannick and Gakwe might be picked up? I think there's a chance the Broncos could bring in an edge rusher just yet. Probably it'll be a little bit further down the line. These guys are holding out still. I don't blame them. It's not just Yannick and Gakwe out there, too. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, some of these signings at this point in the offseason come in like, oh, that guy signed? Huh, I missed, missed that one. Uh, but Yannick and Gakwe still out there. Uh, Frank Clark is still out there, and uh, there is one. Melvin Ingram is still out there as well, I believe. And those are three veteran guys. Yannick Leonard Ngakwe, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd's still out there, yep. which is somebody to, to keep an eye on also. Um, you've got about $10 million, you know, just a little bit less than that in available cap space. Your rookies, normally you have to think, okay, well, a lot of that goes to the rookies. No, not with this team. You One of the benefits of not having your first-round picks is you can go sign some free agents. Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, that's we'll see. The Broncos still need help on the defensive line. They still need depth on the offensive line, too. I mean, God, I am. I think it's going to be a real eye opener when we get to training camp and you have like the first ones going against the twos. And it's like, oh, my God, the Broncos defensive line is incredible. And it's like, well, you have Quinn Bailey and Isaiah Prince as your starting tackles with Luke Ottenberg giving snaps like, uh oh, like that's a right. I'm very concerned about the depth on both lines sides of the lines of scrimmage. Um, but. Yeah, and we asked like we we had that question last week. Nick, I think was when can you start getting a feel for what the team is? It's like when they have to start playing against other people. Once you start getting, I'm sure they're doing. Has it been announced? I've seen some announcements from other teams on um, joint practices. inter inter squad practices. Joint joint practices. Thank you. Who are the Broncos? Who do the Broncos have? Uh, it's not official yet, but in Sean Payton's press conference, he messaged that he, they're trying to work something out with the Los Angeles Rams, uh, their okay. third preseason game. That gives you a better. That will give you a better idea. It's still very controlled and very simulated, but it will give you a better idea of what you've got because you'll have ones going against ones, mm-hmm. and each team is trying to beat the other team. You're still trying to evaluate and get better in practice, but the guy in front of you isn't being handicapped for one reason or another as they're trying to install. It's like, listen, we're working on offense here. So no blitzes, you know, or it's, it'll be, it'll be a better, but as Nick is saying, when you're, when you're watching fall practice and you have to take into account, okay, this guy looks really good, but he's also going against one of ours. Is it, he's really good or this guy's not good enough. And you don't know that until you start going against guys that, or on uh, or wearing different uniforms than you. Yeah, and even then, it's only a small little bit of information because last year the Broncos beat the absolute living you know what out of the Dallas Cowboys, and we saw how those two teams' seasons and trajectory went. So uh, nothing beats live reps, live bullets, but every every single way along uh, every single way along the process towards the regular season, what matters, what you can take away from it, kicks up some. So uh, that's. That's probably the next biggest uh, one that we can actually gather some some real yeah, information. That's where you start talking sample size, right? Yep. And then it's like, okay, it's only been one week. So let's see what happens at week six when you can look at all of them together. So like last yeah, year, what was it? Saying that the standings don't lie. You know, at the end of the year that, that you are who you are. Yeah. And last year, the Broncos were five and 12. And there's a long way back from that. Uh, we said a lot, this team isn't as bad as the 5-12. and 12. They're closer to coming back than you might think than some of these other teams. You know, Houston's got a, kind of a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Detroit's closer. Um, I think Chicago is still has a long way to go, but they've got some good pieces in place. They just have a, they're going to have a lot of new players. But the Broncos have a good core, and they're, you know, the coaching staff should be a lot better. Appreciate you coming on Twitch, Robot of Doom. Um, good comment from Keith Brugman I wanted to highlight here. Uh, diminishing returns. He says, I have a hard time placing Russell Wilson higher than 15th best quarterback in the league. What say you? That seems about right to me. Uh, I think uh, anywhere from 17 to 12 makes sense for me. It's firmly average, and that's probably best case scenario right now for me. I mean, things can change a lot, and I am definitely biased because I did not watch a lot of Seattle football, and it's been a while since he's been at it. I mean, it's been two years since he's been at his top of his game. Um, for Seattle because it was not great as last year in Seattle either dealing with that injury. So some recency bias there and just some bias of what I watched and was more emotionally attached to as the Broncos and it was God awful. Um, so I'm a little bit guarded against that, but probably I think that's a pretty good call out, Keith. We'll see. Maybe I'm a hater, uh, but I just I need to see it to believe it. 
Yeah, and you'll see because there's some that I think might regress and you start looking at quarterback ratings. Nick, I'll give you a guess. Try not to, you know, for the audio on this, not to pause too long. So think quickly. And I wouldn't be asking if it wasn't a little strange. Who was the third highest rated quarterback in the NFL last year with at least 10 starts? Marcus Mariota? Nope. No, he wasn't even close. Okay. What quarterback rating? QBR? Q, uh, the old-fashioned rating, not ESPN's QBR. Is it Tom Brady? It was he was up there um, in, in yards, but it was it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, he the finished tenth. He he finished with a one oh three quarterback rating. So I, I start looking at some of these things. Um, Tua was actually number one, then Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, Trevor Lawrence were top ten. The next to get into Keith's top 15 was Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Dak Prescott. And then the next half, you had some pretty big names. At 16, you had Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Taylor Heineke, Jacoby Brosette, and Marcus Mariota. So you say it sounds about right, but then you see some places where, okay, I, I can see him jumping over some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and squeaking into the top 10 somehow um, with some regression, some team changes, some retiring. Um, but if you can get 15, I think if you're at 15 and you get average quarterback play and you're talking average quarterback play, 15 for Dak Prescott, he only played 12 games. So let me move up to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was 13 and got a massive contract, was uh, 3,200 yards, and he also runs the ball, so that's part of it too, with only... 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. Wow, is that true? Good Lord. They paid him that much money? Wow. The rushing aspect of it, too, is a big part uh, of it. Yeah, so maybe that's not a great comparison. So let's go. But Justin Herbert's next. You know, he's 25 and 10. Ryan Tannehill was 13 and 6 with 12 games. Um, So, yeah, that's it's possible. He could put up numbers. Put up a 3 to 1. A, a, wouldn't a 30 and 10 uh, touchdown interceptions be very nice. And if you can oh do God. that, you're going to be, you're going to be top 15. Yeah. I mean, 30 and 10 is, I don't even think that's possible. I think I'm, I would be excited about 25 and 12 <laughs> yeah, from him this season. Nice two to one. So, yeah. but what was it last year? Last year he was 16 and 11 and he was the 27th rated quarterback on 15 games, just Not below good. Mac Jones and Justin Fields, which is, and the, the, that, that the old fashioned rating is a passing rating. You finish mm-hmm. below Justin Fields as a passer. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply with a lot better wolf. offensive and <laughs> double wolf on that one. That's wolf worthy. Yeah. Yep. That's uh that is rough. And uh, PFF has the Broncos not making the playoffs. They did an article recently about each AFC team, whether or not they'll make the playoffs. And for the Broncos, they say no. And the main reason the Broncos will not make the playoffs is you guessed it. Russell Wilson. Uh, they say uh, this was another difficult team to assess playoff wise, but there are only seven spots to give out and Denver misses the cut. Sean Payton should do very well with this team. And the top to bottom, this is one of the best rosters in the NFL. But Russell Wilson's performance last season was concerning. If you are on the other side of this argument, believing that trading out Nathaniel Hackett for Peyton at head coach will bring back the version of Russell Wilson, who made the postseason eight out of nine years from 2012 to 2020. I hear you, but Wilson's struggles go well beyond just last season. He recorded an 88.6 passer grade in 2020, then a 70.6 passer grade his last season in Seattle in 2021, and then last season a v- scary low 64.9 passing grade 
So new career worst and every single year he's set new career worst marks. So three years in a row of negative regression. I do see some bounce back this upcoming season, but probably not to what we saw Russell Wilson prior to the, uh, you know, 2019. So that's, that's concerning. Um, no doubt, but uh, we also have Colin Wood coming in saying, I wonder what Jameis was the year he was 35 and 30. I, I don't know. That's a lot of picks. I, I looked it up. I looked it up while you were, we were talking PFF. So he, when he was 35 and 30 on touchdowns to interceptions, setting, I think, league records for interceptions, his, uh, his quarterback rating was 84.3. 84.3 puts him a tenth of a point behind Russell Wilson at 28th and in front of Matt Ryan. So mm-hmm. some, some golden oldies there. So it would have put him at 28th. Uh, with players that had enough passes to qualify despite throwing 33 touchdowns because interceptions matter. 30 is a lot. Yeah. And also I see the comment here from Roy saying, what time is the show tonight? Isn't it at 7 I Central? I screwed it up. I'm, I'm all okay. over the place. So it's, you both had it's it wrong. 7 was... Central. And you don't. who cares what it's, if you're in Central? It's Mountain Time. It's 6 Mountain, 8 Eastern. So yes. ig- ignore this Scott Kennedy sports guy. He's a moron. Okay, I was looking, and Roy also said 7 p.m. Mountain, and I'm like, it's 5 p.m. Pacific, and I'm pretty sure Mountain is just <laughs> one over. So I forgot uh, to carry the one. Yeah, yeah, subtract it, divide it by the log. No. So it'll be at 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. So hopefully that covers the bases for you. But uh, we'll see you tonight, Roy. Hopefully you don't come in. Yeah, we um, screwed you up, Roy. It's, it's, always, it's always, and you can always check on the description of any show, um, everybody. The schedule is in there. So we started doing that about a year ago um, to have the whole every every show schedule is on the description of any show that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. But so the they talk about the Broncos um, missing the playoffs mainly because Russell Wilson's regression. And I think that's ob- the obvious one to me. But number two for me, and you guys probably would know it if you've listened to any of these shows or tuned in earlier. But why would the Broncos miss the playoffs? depth on the defensive and offensive lines. You're going to have injuries in the offensive line at some point this season. The starting five that you have right now will not be the starting five you have at the end of the season. And just going through the Broncos depth chart, it is like scary what who they're going to be trotting out there on that unit. I mean, we watch a lot of football, Scott, and there are names on the two and three deep that I'm like, I have no idea in hell who they are. Um, we watch like, college football too. I mean, your, Bron- your backup left tackle, according to uh, our lads, is – Christian Delaro. I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him in my life. Um, your backup right tackle is Isaiah Prince, who was dreadful um, when he was drafted seventh round, I think, from Cincinnati. He was not very good. Hunter Thedford behind him. Uh, your backup uh, left guard is Quinn Bailey. Backup center, Luke Wattenberg. Backup right guard, Kyle Fuller. I mean, just who you have right now on the second unit of the offensive line is horrific. And you hope that you don't see them because that's not a rotational position, but you will depend on that depth somewhere at some point. You, you need to be feel eight, good about eight guys on that unit right now. I, I feel good about five. <laughs> and, and good and is relative. After that, the, the, go ahead. So just here's the problem, Nick, is if you go offensive line, you start having a problem on the offensive line. Where is that going to, who's that going to affect the most? So who's going to struggle the most? Everybody got Russell Wilson, I guess. Russell but like Wilson. The, run, the run game too, though. Like yeah, it's, but Russell Wilson yeah. will get the the blunt of it. If you're rushing for two and a half yards per carry, it just makes it harder and harder for the most visible player on your team, which is Russell Wilson. If you can't run the ball to protect protect the quarterback, Russell Wilson's going to have a nightmare. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year. You know, mm-hmm. I kept saying last year, Nick, I can't get a fair evaluation on Russell Wilson because the offensive line, especially the interior offensive line, is so poor. That can't happen again. All of this stuff doesn't matter if I can just rush right up the middle on you. If I can just blow up the middle of your offensive line, everything else we're talking about doesn't matter. Yep. It's how the right, it's the system. It's the first checkpoint. If that one's or a flow chart, right? Good enough offensive line? Nope. <laughs> Poop emoji. That's where it goes after that. But uh... <laughs> go to the bottom. Miss yep. playoffs. Go to go to jail. Uh, but yeah, no, the offensive it's line basic de- troubleshooting. You know, your refrigerator doesn't work. Well, why not? Um, you know, not is it plugged in? in? Yeah. Okay. Well, is there power to the outlet? Let's check the circuit breaker. You know, the, the refrigerator might be fine. Mm-hmm. What's leading yep. up to the, the, the earliest point of failure? Yep. It's going to be your interior offensive line again. Yep. 
So I'm very concerned about the interior offensive line or the offensive line depth in general, not yeah. just interior, but tackle. And then the defensive line feel a little bit better about the depth there, but not great um, right now, especially because one of your starters, according to our lads is Jonathan Harris. We've harped on that a bit. Your third line of interior defensive line is Wazarike. Big question mark still. Mike Purcell can fill a role. Not great, but can fill a role out there. He's fine. And then Matt Henson. He's a $3 million guy. He can do a job. He can do a job if he's healthy. Last season, the first year he's been healthy in like two or three. Um, so a little bit concerned about that. He's not a plus player, but for what he is, he's fine. I think that getting another starter in there and kicking everybody back a spot would be great. But we're, we're depending a lot on those 2022 draft class picks who were day three players who you shouldn't really be depending on, but you are at this point in Owazarike and Matt Henningsen. Then, of course, you also got the edge rushing position. That's a question mark as well. But for me, it's not Russell Wilson. It is the depth and the talent on the trenches still, specifically overall talent on the defensive line and second string talent on the offensive line. Yeah, you start looking at some of the other places. Running back, I'm I'm okay at running back, and I can get guys to fill in and play the running back position. Is it as deep as I would like right now? Maybe not. Could it be? Might be a strength by Mm -hmm. the end of the year. Uh, yeah. Wide receivers, yeah, I'm, I'm okay at wide receiver. Let's see Tim Patrick get back. Corlton Sutton is a competent wide receiver. Uh, Jerry Judy is, could be a budding star at worst. He's still pretty darn good. Um, and then Marvin Mins can come in and, and help out as well. And anything you get from, from um, I'm going to call him Carroll Hodge. What's uh, K.J. Hamler? Thank you. Mm-hmm. You'll begin with a K. With K.J. Hamler could just be bonus. Uh, Jerome yeah. Washington come is. Uh, he says, you guys can say what you want about my Broncos. Russ will cook, and we got two new offensive linemen. Yes, you did. You needed three. <laughs> you needed three, Jerron. Um, but hopefully the big vote of confidence was, hopefully from Sean Payton on, on Lloyd Cushenberry, was we think he'll be better with better guys around him. The translation on that is we can we can protect him better. We can hide him better. We can scheme around one guy instead of two guys up the middle of the defense, up the middle of the offense a little bit better. Um, I, I, it just didn't fall the way you wanted to, uh, to to get a center earlier on in the draft. Um, the free agents didn't quite work the way you wanted to, so yeah. it's up to Cushenberry to hold the fort. Just yep. get in the way, at least, yeah. and not just be on skates. Oh, God, it was just... Like I said, we're, uh, Russell Wilson's getting all this crap, deservedly so for some things, because it wasn't every play, but there's a lot of plays where Lloyd Cushenberry's just, he's four yards deep in the backfield within moments after the snap. You can't run plays like that, man. When Lloyd Cushenberry's in your lap and you're trying to either hand off or set your feet to throw, your play is blown up right away. And yeah. Uh, I remember a phrase is like the broken play is no basis for an offense. Yeah. He's great at improvising. Yeah. But every play is broken when someone's blowing up your offensive line right up the middle. So, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, And and John, just follow up on that with Javante Williams back. says, we're going to prove these haters wrong. We get Javante Williams back. Who is a beast. He is a beast. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not stating he's coming back as a fact. I'm stating it as a hope as yeah. before a fact it's it's a long road for him to be back yeah. to where he was before he got hurt spring is in the air at littleton coin company and we want to help you brighten your collection visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15 percent off your purchase with a wide selection of coins paper money supplies and more littleton coin company has something for every collector's taste use promo code spring at littletoncoin.com for 15 percent off your purchase all month long restrictions apply Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. Yep, and definitely the prompt itself makes us come off as a little bit of haters and skeptics. And Scott, Scott and I are definitely skeptics at heart. Uh, but what are other reasons besides Russell Wilson that the Broncos might not make the playoffs? That in itself leads to a question mark or like something that we are concerned about and criticizing. And for me, it would be the second string offensive line, the defensive line depth in general. But uh, reason the Broncos, do you have any other ones, Scott, that stick out to you? I mean, obviously we harped on that for a bit. No, uh, I mean, it's just speaking of, you know, the injury factor, you know, yeah. that's always out there. But, you know, I start looking across wide receivers. Okay. Tight ends. We're okay. Um, running backs. Good. Um, flip over the other side of the ball. The, the interior defensive line is a little bit of a worry. 
the quality depth at edge is a little bit of a worry. So just your front five is scary. Okay, well, that, that's a big weakness if the front five isn't worth. Randy Gregory's healthy and Baron Browning takes that next step. You're good. Then you've got mm-hmm. some good three, four guys to come in at edge. Mm-hmm. You need those one and twos, though. And I'm not sure you got them. If you're starting, if, if Browning, who's had trouble staying healthy, we know Randy Gregory's healthy staying on the, his uh, history staying on the field. Then you're playing three and fours all the time. You got a problem at edge. Yeah. Uh, corner, I like it. I, I'm, I'm good there. Um, safety, I, I think you're okay there. But we've said from the beginning that second starting safety spot is a concern. It's not as big a concern as and it's way back off the line. <laughs> it's, you got enough answers. It's, it's a concern, but it's not a. It's not an oh my god. If I'm not as good at safety, it's not going to end my every play. You know, you can you can rotate guys, you can get pressure, you can do all kinds of different things. So yeah, I think I think you're you're on it. Um, obviously, besides the big injury. Well, let me hit this one on damage ink real quick because I'm I'm uh, OCD and once it's in my head, I can't unsee it. Scott, what's your prediction for Man City and Ender in the Champions League final? The Champions League is one of the coolest competitions in worldwide sports. As long as Pep doesn't try to outthink himself like he tends to do in big cup matches, I think this is City's year. I think they got it. Uh, 1-0, 2-0. So I, I, think it's, I think it's City's year to pull the double and finally get that, uh, that Champions League final. And Damage Inc. is an absolutely awesome walk-up song. I want to try and figure out how to do it, so... Um, Damage Inc. is the final track on Metallica Master of Puppets. So there we go. Yeah, the uh, I saw that Chelsea finished for their in the second half of the English Premier League for the first time since 1996. Was that it? I didn't watch the last game against City. It's the first Chelsea match I haven't watched in forever. It's like just end the season already. I mean, me time goes injury. so fast. You know, my kids are getting older. I'm getting older. That you don't want to rush things. But man, am I ready for this season to be over? Fresh start, <laughs> new coach. Owners with lots of money. Ethan's got to get you right on the, the the language here. It's two nil, one nil, not uh, not zero. American Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good 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 shout, Ethan. You're right. Um, got to play on the pitch, right? Uh, but uh, no, continuing forward here. I agree with you. you. Talk about the back seven. Broncos may not have like great play. Well, obviously, they have great players. Like Patrick Stan, Justin Sertim, Justin Simmons are obviously great, like all pro talents. Uh, but Russell sells sandwiches does not cook. I mean, I've had some sandwiches that are cook worthy, um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, other things. You mentioned the back seven, though, cornerback and safety. I think the, Bron- the Broncos have answers there uh, that uh, we have questions going into the season, but there's enough options that you're going to come away with answers. And if they fail, you can punt that question again to next season. But the, for the immediacy, the defensive line stands out for me a lot, followed by the offensive line depth. And then, of course, quarterback after that you can get into a little bit of weaponry like running back we're still big on javonta williams question marks etc etc yeah but we, we can nitpick we can nitpick all other day. teams too yes, just down to that it's like okay the starting safety is not as good but what is the big thing mm-hmm. you know the one thing that we're saying on this pff says the progression or regression. i don't even see, re- see regression i mean he's russell bottomed out last year i mean you hope so <laughs> but, but if he's any worse than that he, he won't be on the field for very much longer so that's it yeah, I mean, he, they they won't they won't continue with that level of play through an entire 2023 campaign. It just won't happen. We'll see Jared mm-hmm. Stidham. It'll be it. He's at the bottom. If it stays flat, it's done. Just put it put an X at it right there. Um, so it's either he's either got to come back or he's going to be out. I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, speaking of defensive line, though, Keith had a question. Came in with some stars. He says a deep dig for you. I liked Jonathan Kongbo, but he's gone. What did he have? Didn't he have to make it in the NFL, Nick? He is a good. He was brought in mostly for his special teams ability, and the Broncos have really hammered special teams. And I guess they didn't value him enough in that aspect to uh, bring him back. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they talked about they still might bring back uh, Jacob Martin if Kongbo still out there i don't even know if he signed with somebody else uh then maybe they could still bring him back just yet uh he had a cool i mean looked like a good body type for the position but you know somebody didn't really stand out too much so we'll we will see what happens with him uh but well, uh Kongbo, yeah. three different colleges so he didn't really make it anywhere no um good special teams player decent athlete yeah. just not a football player as much so so i don't know six four and i just close that tab hopefully i'll get going again 
Um, so, you know, six four two sixty five. It just may not have had the the explosiveness he needs because that's an edge position and edge is an athlete. I, I've always said that corners are so, arguably, and I would make a strong argument for it, the most physically gifted athletes in world sports. Man, the edges aren't too far off when you start putting in the size and speed. You know, with the, when you factor in the size that they have. Yeah, freaks, 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 without a doubt. So. Uh, last one I want to get into here. Um, he says, who wrote this? It was actually Trevor Sycamore who wrote it. So shout out to Trevor. I like Trevor. Um, why the Broncos might make the playoffs. Uh, and this is one that I'm going to go first because God, gosh darn it, Scott. I want to make sure that I say mine so you don't steal it. Uh, but for me, mine is very much overarching. And it is program vision and complementary football across the board. And we talked about Kongbo a bit here. But one for me, we talk about, oh, the Broncos can do this, this, and this this year. They'll get plus uh, three or four wins. I feel pretty safe in saying that special teams will be that much better this year, that the special teams difference alone is going to make a difference in one win. And that's for the third phase of football. One win is giant um, out there. So that's, I think special teams is out there and just the program vision and complementary football as a whole, what we're doing all fits together. The puzzle pieces make sense. It's not just out there and we're just button mashing plays. We have no idea exactly what we're trying to do game in and game out. Broncos have a vision of more physical on the offense, running the football, setting up the home run plays in the past game, and then complementary football with the defense and special teams as well. So why for the Broncos making a better sense? It all comes down to coaching and leadership and program vision, but even more on the on-field aspect of that, I think complementary football for the Broncos with all three phases playing together for one unified direction and vision makes a lot of sense for uh, what I see this team doing this season. I would say a fourth phase that you could add in there, Nick, to just pile on here is in-game management. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're talking about offense, defense, special teams, but also situational awareness from your head coach on, you know, when to punt, when to kick a field goal, when to go for it based on I'm going to have this much time on the clock. I'm trying to get one more first down. If I go for it here, then I can get the ball back in the, with the second quarter. I can limit them on possessions. The whole game of chess. Mm-hmm out there is the the in-game management on how to win a game is going to be improved. Um, Your offensive line is going to be better. Your, even the players that you had on the offensive line should play better because you should have a cohesive. I keep saying coordination because all I think of is offensive coordinator, but it it should be, you should have a plan. You know, when you're on offense, you got to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you got to believe in what you're doing. And we didn't see that last year. And if you have to hesitate, your your advantage on offense is you know where you're going. If you don't really know what you're doing and believe what you're doing, you give up your advantage to the guys who were frankly better athletes than you on the other side of the field. And you're going to get whipped. Being able to dictate because you've got competency on offense is going to be make everybody better, Nick. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, Scott, we're at 43 minutes. I think it's time to wrap it on up here. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? So, PFF says the Broncos won't make the playoffs, and it's mainly because Russell Wilson has been regressing the last uh, three seasons in a row, and they're, they're predicting that this will be a fourth. But they did leave the caveat that if you think Sean Payton can come in and going from Hackett to Payton will make a big enough difference, that's fine, and they totally understand that. Uh, but overall, um, we are both, I think, on the same page uh, for this Broncos team this year that the Broncos are going to be feisty and in the competitive spot i think you have them eight wins i think that you set them at eight wins as expectations anything worse than that is a disappointment i'm going to set it at nine wins i think they need to finish 500 anything less than that is a disappointment uh but anything you want to add on to that uh, for this uh, conversation today before we take it on um, you asked me final thoughts on this if if russell wilson here here's what i uh, uh, agree with that we'll find out Mm-hmm. The, play, the if we've got the quarterback, we've got the offensive line, the offensive weapons are returning. Um, we'll find out if they don't make the playoffs. We will find out if it's because of Russell Wilson or not. I I, I believe that the the plate yeah. the pieces have been put in place for Russell Wilson to be successful. Second year, veteran offensive coaching instead of new, 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 everything new that there's no excuses anymore. And if, if it, if Russell Wilson doesn't play at least close to where he's getting paid, he ain't going to be here in 2024. Yeah. I saw the, uh, 
NFL.com did their quarterback rankings list and uh, ranked in the AFC teams. And they said that, hey, if Russell Wilson is uh, struggling this year at all, might be Jarrett Stidham making an appearance this year and uh, riding it on home for Denver, partially because of what we talked about yesterday, Scott, that uh, injury guarantee and that Russell Wilson contract. But going to be a wild season. Uh, the Broncos, regardless, good or bad, they're going to be interesting. Uh, Michael Ronquillo, always interesting. Coming in with the stars here saying, great show today. Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and buck them. Thank you so much, Michael. Buck you too. A big uh, buck you. you know, buck, buck all y'all. It's great. Uh, we appreciate you coming in um, and supporting us. Also, I see Ethan coming in here as the closer saying great show and chat everyone. Thank you so much, Ethan. Ethan, you know, in, in youth, in youth baseball, the only pitcher you're allowed to put back into the game is the starter. So Ethan opened <laughs> us up. Now he's closing us. We put him back in. He's closing the game for us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ethan. I've been thinking about you a lot with the, uh, the Drew Sanders pick. Hopefully he works out for you and he gets scratches that itch that you've been screaming for. So we can, uh, find some common ground on some of these positions going forward. But uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to follow this team. And uh, Scott, I'll be back again tonight for uh, Broncos for breakfast with Carl and then Scott and I'll be live tomorrow and Thursday morning. So make sure you guys are hanging out with us. Going to be a lot of fun uh, off seasons here, but a good show today. Uh, shout out to PFF. We don't always agree with them, but providing some content and a prompt that we could talk about for 30 minutes today. So uh, God bless them. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Time to wrap it up. Any other things you want to talk, talk about before we get on out of here? Nope, I'm good. We're, we get out of school early down here, so I got two more days, and then I've got a high schooler. That's oh, no. uh, that's what's on my mind. So, Well, good luck. Uh, make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us on our Facebook communities, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. If you're listening to us after the fact, or you listen to podcasts at all, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever it is, uh, find us mile high huddle, huddle a podcast, uh, leave us a five-star review. And that helps us a heck of a lot. Seriously. It's free. It doesn't take very long to do finding us on there, but you can probably do it in less than 60 seconds. And seriously, so helpful. Uh, if you think we've earned it, don't, don't go there. If you think, you know, we're just, placating us but if we think we've earned it that'd be really helpful for us we'd appreciate it maybe scott wants you to go anyway but uh, for me if we if you feel like we've earned it then that's great and as the ticker says underneath here if you're joining us on youtube please subscribe to mile high huddle subscribe to the channel uh like this show specifically and share it on your social media platforms i always appreciate that when i see people on their facebook or instagram or twitter account uh, sharing our shows a little bit jarring to see my face you know like oh that's what i looked like at 6 30 this morning or it's when it's the frozen one. Yeah, like I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yes, I've there's been some good screen grabs out there. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, no real final thoughts here. I think we should wrap it on up. <laughs> Brandon P saying Apple is a joke. Well, it's, they got my money, so I guess they can. Joke's on me on that one. But uh, Sunny Day's coming in saying, I appreciate you guys. Great show. Uh, hope you're doing well. And Sean Payton is the number 10 head coach in the NFL and the AFC. Hopefully he's better than that. Uh, but uh, hopefully he's number one by the end of the season. No final thoughts, though, Scott. I think we should wrap it on up. You guys continue to choose kindness and compassion. And as always, leave you guys with the Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.